Hello and welcome to a new and kind of impromptu episode or entry into the Morning Star Journal with me, Tariq. And as always, I'm happy for anyone to take time out of their day to listen to what I got to say. I will continue using that and I will always uh, thank a good friend who I haven't talked to in a while, Dave Calver, for that one. Uh, He came up with it for his podcast. Unfortunately, since I haven't um, heard from him in a bit and I don't think he's made any new ones, I'm going to be borrowing that for the uh, near foreseeable future, depending on if I make another entry or not, whenever that happens. Uh, So, (laughs) well, it has been quite a while since I've actually recorded one of these. It's probably been about, I think, two years, almost, almost exactly two years. I think it was like, I think the last episode was February of 2021, so, you know, um, quite a while for a new episode, but um, here I am, and I don't know, I uh, took quite a bit of time uh, as far as a break, um, just trying to sort out what I wanted to do, how I wanted to proceed with this, so I figured, I don't know, maybe I'll just try to do a new episode again, and maybe do a couple more and we'll kind of just see where it goes and what happens. But for pretty much anyone who's listening and anyone who hasn't listened before, basically this is the Morningstar journal that I kind of created. And basically I just take a few moments, well, maybe longer than a few, if you see my previous episodes, uh, to just talk about anything that I'm kind of interested in. Usually it deals with um, different forms of entertainment. So books, movies, TV shows, games, um, you know, maybe even a few little entertainment news here and there. Just anything that I feel, hey, I want to get out there, want to talk about uh, things that I'm excited for. And since it's been two years, there's quite a lot. Um, it's funny, uh, Mandalorian season three just came out or just started up there. It's a, at, at the time of the recording, it's, uh, two episodes in and I'm still enjoying it. Um, I think I did the first two seasons. I know at least the first season, I probably did second season on a previous podcast never did uh book of Boba Fett. Cause that came out after, um, I stopped doing the podcast and, while that one was interesting, I'll probably do a, maybe I'll do a separate episode on that one. Um, God, there's so much different entertainment. I think what I'm just going to have to do is I'll just take it kind of case by case and, you know, go over a few things that have gone on in the last, uh, you know, kind of two years, just depending on the episode. And this entry, though. Um, I'm actually going to talk about a book series. So if you're like me and always interested in a you know, new book, whether it be uh, f- uh, fantasy or, um, re- or nonfiction or historical or you know whatever kind of runs your fancy, um, I tend to the more 
uh, fiction books. I enjoy sci-fi, fantasy. Um, also, if you, uh, I started reading a spy thriller, Orphan X, that I've really enjoyed. I think I may have talked about that one, but um, I'll definitely go back to that one because a new um, Orphan X book came out called The Last Orphan, which I don't know, maybe the series finale but i seriously doubt it because the uh from what i can tell the author really enjoys writing those books so i feel like you know despite the name it's not going to be the last of the series but who knows and hopefully i'll be picking up soon but today i want to talk about um it's a fantasy series called the um the series is a three book series called the rangers archives and it's written by uh, author Philip Quantrell. Now, a little bit of um, brief history. Now, usually when I do these kind of um, summaries and books, I try to, you know, get deep down into it. But this is more of a um, impromptu uh, kind of uh, uh, podcast. Um, I didn't do too much research. I'm actually doing a lot of this uh, from memory and a few quick notes that I did the other day uh, just on this series as well as the other series he writes. So it's not going to have, I'm not going to have a lot on the author that usually I do. Um, and uh, hopefully I can start getting back into it where I do try to do a little uh, deeper um, kind of um, uh, dive in uh and backgrounds into um, if it's a book like the author or the series, or if it's a TV series, maybe the uh, director, cast, uh, music, and uh, same thing with TV shows and games. I try to talk about the uh, studio and previous entries, but um, this one, um, I'm talking about uh, the Ranger Archives. Now, uh, Philip Quintrell is a newer author that I started reading probably about, it was probably a couple years ago. I think I may have done a episode on his Echo series, possibly. Um, And that's kind of a precursor to this book, even though this series technically takes place before it. Uh, But he's written the Echo Saga, which is a nine-book fantasy series. And then also the Terran Cycle, which is a four-book space sci-fi series. Uh, The Terran Cycle, from what I can tell, is, I think, his earlier works, or possibly even his first uh, few novels. So, uh, no offense to him... Some of the dialogue is, I don't know how to put it. It's its kind of rough, not terrible, but there's just something lacking. And sometimes it was hard to read through certain, um, certain sections. But I did enjoy the series overall. I did like it because I, I mean, I did finish it, did finish all four books. Um, now, part of that was also because I think around that time, um, Expanse, probably either season five or even season six was happening. So I was kind of on this kind of space kick anyway. So that helped me um, 
you know, kind of uh, push through the series. And it does get better with each um, entry. And I think that kind of shows its progression. But um, that actually was, I actually picked up on that series later. Uh, the series that I initially uh, found this author in was the Echoes Saga. And like I said, that one is a nine book saga and it is a, um, what most people would call high fantasy. So it's uh, swords, sorceries, dragons, mythical creatures, elves, dwarves, um, creatures from shadow dimensions, and um, so maybe a little bit of a time manipulation. Um, it's got everything. And you can tell that the author is a great fan of pretty much sci-fi uh kind of fantasy and kind of pop culture in general because there's so many instances where you can see, uh, you know, kind of certain inspirations. And I'm not going to say he steals any ideas because, you know, you watch enough fantasy films, you know, a lot of that is either becomes blueprints to any other fantasy genre or, you know, some of them are staples, like how certain um, uh, fantasy races act, how magic interacts or how it'll work, how some magics will work and other magics don't or how certain characters um, respond to magic or the lack thereof. Um, so a lot of those, you know, you can say are staples, so I'm not going to say he stole anything, but I will say that there are a lot of inspirations where you could almost tell, oh, he was watching this show and he was writing this character, or he must have had this in mind. And there's quite a few, uh, that happening now. I definitely recommend that series. And the great thing about all these books, whether it be the Echo Saga, the Rangers Archives, or even the Terran Cycle, all of his books, at least as of right now, are all on Kindle Unlimited. Uh, now, this isn't a promo for Kindle Unlimited, but I will admit for, um, I believe it's like $10 a month, and you get access, and I believe it's like around 10 or so books that you can have saved, and then anytime you want another one, you just need to send one back to the library and then pick up another one. All of these books he has are all on Kindle Unlimited. So you can, so as long as you have that, you can read every single one of these for free. Um, and like I said, if you're looking for, at the very least, like I said, the sci-fi one may be a little bit harder to get through for some people, unless you're really into sci-fi books. But if you're, if, if you even just a little bit into fantasy, I highly recommend Echo Saga and of course, Rangers Archive, which I'm going to get to. But kind of really going back on Echo Saga. So that was one of the first series that I read on him. And one of the uh, titular characters in the Echo Saga was Asher. Now, um, I'll get into who he is in a minute uh, because that deals with the Ranger archives. But um, the series, like I said, is about it's nine books, the Echo Saga, and it breaks it up in three book chunks. So the first three books happen kind of uh, consecutive within each other. And then there's a time gap between the third and fourth book. So um, four, five, and six are kind of like its own 
kind of trilogy. And then there's only a little bit of gap between uh, 6 and 7. And 7, 8, and 9 is the final trilogy. And if you want to break it up like that, I would recommend that. Unless you want to read, to go straight with all nine, I would say the best way to read them is in those three book uh, chunks. One, two, three, four, five, six, and seven, eight, nine. And Asher is in a lot of those books, I'll just say. I don't want to spoil anything for those books. Um, cause like I said, I definitely recommend them. Uh, you're going to meet, there's like, there's a ton of different characters you'll meet, some good, some that I'll admit got on my nerves a little bit when they first appear, but as the books progress, they, uh, a lot of them got better eventually. Um, they, some of them grow. Unfortunately, there's also some betrayals and we do lose some characters as, the books go on but uh like i said i don't want to spoil anything in that and as far as how much of asher you see well you'll have to read the books to understand his character and how far he gets uh but i recommend it now why would i say that and yet i'm talking about the rangers archives which actually is about asher so if i remember correctly in the echo saga asher is about mm, Maybe around his 40s or 50s, I believe. He's an older gentleman at the beginning of the Echo Saga, which I think is called Rise of the Ranger. That's book one. And that's when we that's when we first meet him. Now, the Rangers Archives I'm talking about is a book series that is only a three-book series. And it came out, I believe, last year during 2022. And if I remember correctly, he actually made a... So, so, sorry, getting back to it. So, by the time Rangers Archives came out, the Echo Saga was done. Um, the last book, book nine, is actually fairly new, only came out in 2021. So, the Rangers Archives, which came out in 2022, I believe Philip has said on his... Um, uh, social media when he's talking about this series was that he challenged himself to do the entire series within the year. So the first book, um, which is called Court of Assassins, came out like at the beginning of 2022. Um, Blood and Coin, which was the second book, uh, I think came out near the summer around uh, maybe June or July, I believe. And then the last book, Blood and Coin, uh, actually came out uh, near the end of 2022, so only a few months ago. Or, wow, we're in March, so probably around five months ago. Sorry. Um, so, yeah, so somewhere around, like, I think it was um, October, November, that one came out. Um, and this this book series, like I said, Rangers Archives, is about Asher, but instead of, but but we sorry, but we actually meet him when he's about in his late twenties instead, and it's kind of his first adventures, if you will. So it's a younger Asher than what we meet in the uh, main Echo series, um, and they don't really and they and in the main Echo series he kind of. Hints and briefly talks about it. 
There's um, a character that I'll talk about soon that uh, there's several characters that in the Echo Saga, he's already had uh uh, relations or he's already known certain characters and he has a certain reputation that's they they only kind of hint at in the echo series that the um rangers archives kind of goes into a little bit more detail now here's the cool thing about it now i of course read these in um what you want to call release order so i read all the echo saga and then when the Rangers archives came out, even though it's technically a prequel, I read the I read those, you know, as those come out, um, you know, fairly recently. But the kind of cool thing about it is that you could actually read the Ranger archives first, and you can even read those alone without even going into Echoes. If you want a kind of smaller chunk to see, okay, how does uh, Phil Quantrill right? you know, what's his um, universe like? And it does give you kind of a brief snippets because Ranger's Archives is all through Asher's eyes. Um, it does jump to other people's point of view uh, in certain chapters, but it's mainly his adventure. So there's no grand scale that you get the same as the Echo Saga. Um, if you want to kind of compare it, it would be like the Echo Saga would be the Star Wars films, while the Rangers archives would be the Mandalorian TV series, in a sense. Um, but uh, the the kind of cool thing about it is that with the Rangers archives, you can read those without the Echoes, and there's only a few things that it will um, that that you may miss. Um, because it happens before a lot of the events in Echoes, there are things that happen that are revelations. There's items that he has during the Rangers archives that get more explanation later in the books. And whereas in the Rangers archives, it's more, more or less a mystery. Um, same thing with a few character reveals. Um, there's... Um, a revelation about his teachings that I believe, or where he was trained, I should say, that I, I believe don't happen till later in the series, like maybe around book two or three in the Echo series. Uh, same thing with a reveal of one of his old friends on who they really are uh, that happens later in the series that in the Rangers archives, they kind of tell you, uh, they, they tell you straight ahead. Um, Cause I do believe that at the very, least, he did write it more or less with the knowledge that, okay, you may, there's a, there's a high probability you read the echo saga first before going to it. But, I don't know. For me, after I read it, I was I I thoroughly enjoyed it, um, all three books, and um, I would say that you can still get a lot of enjoyment reading those, and then going to Echoes just to give you a kind of backstory of Asher, and then going to Echoes and yeah, maybe some of those reveals 
won't hit as well because you already know like the secret with certain things. But trust me, there's a lot of things that happen in Echoes you will not be missing out. Like um, knowing who, uh, for instance, a dwarf he befriends named Doran Heavybelly, knowing who he really is um, now in Rangers Archives doesn't discount not only what happens, but the consequences of finding his true identity in the Echo series and um, what happens with uh, same thing with uh, certain items he has in the Rangers archives. But before we get on that and I get lost into it, because trust me, I can get lost in this series. What is the Rangers archives? Who is this Asher I keep talking about and why he doesn't have a last name? Okay, well, here's kind of a brief synopsis of each of the books. I'll try to be a little bit vague because, again, I say these are really fun uh, series. I give them a four or five out of five um, each book in the series. It, it's uh, action-packed. It's got a lot of heart. Asher is complex. Um, he is a very unique individual not only on what he does but how he sees things and how he interacts with people and like i said this gives us a brief history of his beginnings in this uh, trilogy but you see kind of where he ends up or at least where he ends up as an older as an older character in echoes and his adventures with an even bigger ensemble but anyway so Ranger Archives, like I said, Court of Assassins is book one, and it follows Asher in his late 20s. Now, a brief thing on Asher. So Asher was a was considered an outlander, which are these normally um, barbarian-type human race. He is human. And he was found as a little boy outside of these kind of desolate ruins. Now, how he got there and what it means, you'll have to read the book to understand that. It does a little bit go into it in the... It only says that he was found in the Ranger Archives, but the Echo Saga does go into detail on <clears throat> why he was in the ruins. You get the... The initial book one is the flashback of him as a child just uh, during an attack where at the uh, city that he's at. And as he's leaving, the attack suddenly stops and he finds himself all alone. Um, after he finds himself alone, he comes into contact with a uh, another an, another gentleman named... Oh, if I remember the name correctly, I think it was a gentleman named Nasha. And he is part of a secret assassin organization called the Arakesh. Now, um, finding this kid all alone, Nasha decides he'll take Asher in 
and train him as an Arakash. So he's indoctrinated into this Assassin's Guild at an extremely young age. And this one of the major things about this Assassin's Guild is that they work in the night, they work in shadows. So shadows are their friends. They, they hide in shadows, they operate in shadows, they're silent, deadly, and they're also um, a little bit of a mystery. They're known, they're known in the underworld, but for the most part, they're kind of rumored. Um, no one knows if they really exist or, you know, what they're a part of. But Asher is brought up into this. And one of the big things about the assassin is that they're able to literally see in the dark um, using heightened senses. Um, they take a certain elixir, uh, like I said, I'll, keeping it vague so you so hopefully you'll read it and kind of find these out on yourself. But he they 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 take a certain elixir that enhances all their well enhances their um, sense of taste, smell, just their kind of like six senses. Um, and they also blindfold themselves so that it also helps with enhancing all their other senses. But once they blindfold themselves, they see more than anyone else. And Asher has become one of the most deadly assassins in a very long time. The first book, Court of Assassins, picks up, like I said, when he's kind of in his late 20s. He's a veteran assassin and he's kind of like a mentor for a new rookie. Um, they're on an assassination mission. Unfortunately, the rookie gets a little bit too cocky and can't quite complete the assassination in which Asher has to complete on his own. Um, once he gets back to the main hideout, um, he has to kind of, you know, give the evaluation and it doesn't go well for the rookie. Uh, you see the training is extremely vigorous and any poor performances or um, botched jobs are met with deadly consequences. So Asher kind of got to give his report and he kind of goes back to his regular daily routine until he's given a new mission. Um, now, you can probably see where this is going. This kind of is a mission to suss him out because he's been, you know, kind of given, uh, I don't want to say signs, but it's evident that his heart isn't into this whole world. Despite the missions he has gone on, despite all the things he has already done, a lot of it has been weighing on his conscience. And they give him this kind of one more mission to see how he reacts and what he does. And unfortunately, it does not go well for him. He's only able to partially do the, do the assignment that he was given. Um, and when he can't complete it, he actually ends up well, here's, uh, there, here's a little bit of spoiler. I'll just warn you now. There are a little bit of spoilers for each of these books. Um, he does end up killing the other Arrakesh that accompanies him at that time. And he decides to start taking um, matters in his own hands. 
Now, eventually, Asher will run into um, another warrior called, and they call themselves Rangers. And in this world, um, Rangers are kind of self-appointed monster hunters. They go out and they um, find these, they find like villages or towns or cities that are being stalked or plagued by some kind of creature or whatever, and they hunt them down, whether they work on their own or they have other rangers. And when uh, this guy falls um, into Asher's path, um, as he's reeling from not only his last assassination mission, but also what he's been doing for the last 20-some years of training, he decides that he's going to try this ranger thing and kind of see how it goes because his only skill that he knows is killing. And at the very least, this gives him a way of killing monsters rather than killing people. There's a lot of deep dive into Asher's state of mind in this because, like I said, he, he was found when he was a young age and he was brought up almost raised within this assassin's um, kind of family, but or assassin's guild. But in truth, he had um, he had strong morals that weren't washed away and. In truth, even though he hid all all of his kills, he kind of hid from them. They actually weighed on his soul, and this last mission was the basically the tipping point. So throughout the book, and actually throughout this whole series, he's struggling with this fact that he was this assassin, and that really he's a monster. That he's nothing more than a creature that would eventually need to be put down by somebody like him now, a, a ranger. But he starts seeing that, no, no, there are there are real monsters out there. Not just the people who hire him, because they normally, most of Arrakesh, they don't uh, attack um, randomly or in their own volition. They're hired. So you have uh, kings and uh, dukes or royalty that are willing to get rid of, you know, whoever these, you know, whoever they want dead, either another royalty or maybe even some peasant or whoever. So they're monsters, but then you also have real monsters that also exist. And a cool thing about the books now, the first few chapters of the first book um, have every chapter starts off with little excerpts from the uh, Arrakesh guide, like talking about how to either blend into the shadows or how to do like certain types of assassinations or how he it's like the assassin's book, whatever. But once he makes the transition on being a ranger, all the chapters now start off with a monster entry. And the way they do it is that it's almost like a page or a page and a half of a different monster entry from a ranger from, you know, way back. And they're talking about like, 
okay, here's harpies and where you find them and what you do about them. Or here's minotaurs, what are they like and other creatures. And sometimes within the chapter, you might see the creature. Sometimes that creature may not show up till later. Um, uh, like I think like a basilisk is mentioned and then maybe about two chapters later, he has to deal with them. Uh, one of the uh, funny things though, is that at one point, there is an entry for dragons, which is real short because at least at this point of the book series, dragons either don't exist. There's one rumored that's been captured by the mages. But other than that rumored dragon, there's no more talk about it because they just in their turn in their mind, they don't exist. Um, in the Echo Saga, you find out that is definitely not true. Well, it is true that the, Mages have a dragon, and dragons most certainly exist, and they are, well, they are a lot of things. And like I said, the Echo Saga will go into more detail. But anyway, uh, not to give any more on the book, like I said, the main focus of the first book is you have Asher, who has just come out of a bad, um, basically, assassin mission gone wrong. He's questioning his... Um, believes his moralities, but then also struggling with this new occupation of wanting to be a ranger and seeing if that's the road to redemption that he was looking for. Um, also with this is that because he like um, botched the mission and then also pretty much just disappeared from the guild, uh, from the assassin guild, the Arrakesh sent out a set of assassins to take him down. And um, it's uh, kind of like this uh, rule where they'll send out four assassins. And they can either, I believe it's one of those things where if if the assassins are able to kill him then or bring him in, then so be it, they bring him in. But if he's able to beat all four, then he kind of gets this, if I remember correctly, he kind of gets this, reprieve that as long as he doesn't um, kind of uh, make any noise or as long as he kind of keeps a low head, they'll um, they'll not uh, they'll not go after him. Um, now if he crossed paths with another assassin then well you know all bets are off in that case. He still kind of is one of those things where you're on the um, FBI's like most wanted. You're like the, one of the top 10, but we are not going to do an active investigation against you. And as long as you don't um, cause any problems or if you don't make any attention for yourself, then we won't go after you. Uh, uh, so I believe that's what was the kind of rule or at least the main head can make that assumption or it can make that decision. It's kind of like if all four assassins fail, then it's, it's either their decision where they can either, okay, we can either send more assassins or we can allow this person to, uh, to continue and we won't send anybody else unless they make a problem for themselves. Um, so book two is called Blood and Coin. And 
I think it only it, I think it takes place maybe a couple of months, maybe even possibly a year after the first book. So he is getting more familiar with being a ranger. Um, during the course of the first book, he's actually given the ranger's guide. I forgot what it's called. It's like this uh, history book that all the rangers, at least the group that he meets in the first book, that all the rangers are supposed to read. And it's and these are the excerpts that you see in the first part of the um, chapters when I was telling you that each chapter talks about a monster. Technically, they all come then from this book. Um, also, a side note is at the end of each book, it will actually list all the entries. So if you're actually curious on, if you just want to read the monsters, and like what they do or, you know, kind of lore, uh, the the lore, at least within the books, like what they have near the end of each book is a recap of all the monsters that's mentioned throughout the book, like throughout the chap the beginning chapters. But anyway, uh, Blood and Coin is kind of a few months to a year after he's, you know, gotten into this ranger life and he's, you know, still working at it. These um, his air cast training is uh, paying off. Um, he's also got a few tricks up his sleeve that um, I'm going to leave as a mystery that allows him to be a little bit better than most. Um, now, this particular trick is something of a mystery to him at this point, which is explained exactly what it is through the course of the Echo Saga. So... If you're reading just the if you're reading Rangers Archives to begin with, he has an item that is a mystery to him. That he doesn't understand how he has it or why it can do what it does, but it definitely helps him be better and he kind of keeps it a secret for that reason. Now, if you've already read the Echo Saga, you know exactly what it is and what it can do. Um, but of course, since he won't find that out till later, it's still kind of this mystery item through the course of these books. So it's kind of a just prediction on if you read just the books, it'll be a mystery until you start reading Echoes. But if you read Echoes first and then go back, you'll know exactly what it is anyway. Um, but he's uh, still trying to be a ranger and he comes across a dwarf named Doran Heavybelly. And he's a prominent figure in the Echo Saga. We meet back up with him and he kind of stays with the group for a good while in the in the nine book series. But in this one, he meets Asher for the first time and they have a rather cantankerous uh, uh, rivalry, <laughs> to say the least. Um, but it does eventually become at least semi-cordial. You'll have to read to see how it terms. But Doran is also a kind of self-imposed ranger or hunter, and but he has a um, very rough approach to it, not as um, refined as uh, Asher's. Um, and also Doran kind of went out on his own to do a lot of these things. So he doesn't have the benefit of um, Asher's book uh, to kind of help him with monsters. Doran kind of just charges in headlong in a certain phrase with his war hog or war pig. Sorry, no, war hog, which his name is just pig. Um, 
And like I said, they become bitter rivals and then they kind of become, if you want to call it friends. Um, but uh, he helps him out and he actually, um, they actually stick together through a good portion of the second book. Um, Doran actually finds himself in a lot of trouble with some CD characters and Asher just decides to help him out. Um, they actually meet another family of dwarves that um, end up that Asher actually ends up helping, and he, you know, feels the need to return the favor again. He's still looking for this um, retribution and um, redemption, I should say from his deeds as an assassin. Uh, and that's something that goes through all three of these books. And in this one, where he sees this family in need, um, is almost like, you know, this is the kind of type of thing that either he would ignore as an assassin or he probably would have been sent to deal with the family. So protecting them becomes something of, um, like, you know, something that he has to do. Uh, again, it's another great entry in the series and I highly recommend it. Uh, the last book in the series, A Dance of Fang and Claw, deals with a new um, person who uh, in the Echoes book is a prominent figure for the Rangers. And in this we meet for the first time named Russell Mayberry. And Russell has the unfortunate um a case of actually being a werewolf uh he's cursed with the wolf now the way it kind of works in this series is that you're cursed as a werewolf which means on the full moon so like once uh was it like once a month or once every three months whenever there's an actual full moon then he turns into a full-blown like kind of monster but in between times they're kind of this in this world the worlds are kind of like this hybrid where as still human they have an enhanced like strength um enhanced senses it's almost like if you had a if I want to take um, an X-Men standpoint, right? it's almost like when they when they bit by a werewolf, they're, they become kind of like Wolverine. Not, no claws or anything, but they have enhanced senses, enhanced, um, uh, enhanced strength. Uh, they can be kind of these better warriors. But unfortunately, whenever the full moon hits, they go full, um, even though this is probably not the best analogy, they become full beasts where a lot of them will lose all sense of their humanity and just attack willy-nilly. And the fear Russell has is that um, with each new moon, um, he loses just a little bit of his humanity, and he's not sure if the next full moon is going to be the last one. Um, and But again... Um, when we get back to Asher, who's decided to not only uh, spare this man's life, but try to use these gifts that he has 
and make him an arranger. Again, Asher is seeing a sort of redemption in himself and Russell and thinking that if I can make Russell into a force for good or at least direct him to attack monsters, then that's the same as me doing the same thing with my abilities. Um, But you'll see that um, Asher isn't quite doing it for altruistic purposes and it is there are there's there's more of a uh, selfish side to it that does lead him a little bit astray Doran is back in this third book and Doran attempts to try to help him because at this point they have become a little bit friends oh and it has been about another maybe year a couple months between book two and three um so again uh Doran is trying to assist him and trying to kind of work with him and also just let him know, hey, this guy's a werewolf and, you know, the your own book says that, you know, when you're dealing with werewolves, it's only a matter of time before they become beasts and they attack or infect someone else, so you have to get rid of them. And Asher kind of, you know doesn't see it that way and chilling and then you find out more on what Russell actually wants because that's something that um Asher you'll notice through the book doesn't quite let Russell make his own decisions. Um like I said, by the time we meet these characters and there's a couple of others that I haven't mentioned that you also meet in the uh second and third books that do show up quite heavily in the Echo Saga that I'll leave as a surprise. But um, you you kind of see the beginnings of this relationship and the beginnings of this Rangers Guild that you'll see more prominent in the Echo Saga. Uh, so that's pretty much all I want to talk about is that um, if you're looking for a kind of high fantasy kind of rangers, like I said, um, one of the things I was watching around the time was, uh, The Witcher and like I said, Mandalorian also kind of made, made me think of this too. If you're looking for like that kind of like that style of, especially I would say like Witcher where you're, you know, you're following this main antagonist who has a kind of dark past, but trying to redeem himself and, you know, attacking monsters and slowly getting uh, caught up in slightly bigger stories while kind of dealing with current problems. And then also the past Uh, Rangers archives is a great series. Like I said, it's three books. I don't think he's going to make a fourth one, which is unfortunate because there's so much time between where rain, where this ends to where the Echo Saga ends, where there could be another one or two adventures. Um, and then also there's uh, certain things that happen in the Echo Saga or within that would be interesting. But for right now, it's just a three-book series. I think it, it works as that. So I highly recommend the Rangers Archives. And if you're bold enough, um, definitely move to the... Um, uh, sorry, Rangers Archive series, the three book series. Uh, read that, and then if you're bold enough, uh, go ahead and go up to the Echo Saga, which, like I said, that one 
is a lot more broader. So if the uh, Rangers archives is your kind of Witcher style, where it's like, okay, this is only dealing with this one character and his um, his his main problems, uh, whether he's dealing with uh, a local problem or maybe something slightly bigger, like a kind of small kingdom or area, the Echo Saga is your full Lord of the Rings, um, elves, dwarves, armies, orcs, dragons, magic, um, good versus evil, uh, and more ancient evil, and uh, some chaotic good. You know, like it has, Echoes has everything. Um, like I said, and that's the nine book series. But if you want something a little bit smaller, a little bit uh, more, ref you know, kind of more refined, go for the Ancient Archives. And that's all I have. As I said, it's one of those, I'd never make anything uh, too short, um, but I didn't want to have it, uh, this episode be too long. But I just wanted to, you know, kind of talk about that and just take a moment to you know, get back and thing and see if this is something I want to keep doing, but we'll kind of see where it goes from here. Um, as always, if you ever want to leave a comment or, you know, uh, kind of give me a shout out, tell me if you read these books, what you thought, or, um, if you have other suggestions, I'll be glad to hear it. But, um, again, thank you for, you know, the time taken and I hope to speak to, um, you all again. Thanks and have a great day.